Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Alabama Dems have problems. Also, the V-Team takes a look at white nationalists in Alabama. And ALGOP embraces controversy. You know, Lloyd, just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> silly is as silly does. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Beth Clayton, attorney and Democratic strategist, Susan Britt, a political mastermind, and my <laughs> wife, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist for APR. Welcome. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. How are you? Susan, you're so much more than my wife, but I just stumbled over it. What can I say? Oh, I just make you weak in the knees. I say, he looks at you and he just forgets everything <laughs> he's going to say. It's still magic. Hey, you know, I'm one of the lucky people that gets to work with my spouse every day mm -hmm. and really like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of people who would kill their spouses if that happened. And really, the only reason Susan had not have to kill me is because I'm afraid of her. It's <laughs> <laughs> the secret to a happy marriage right there. He's, he's, got, that, yeah, he's got that yes, honey, down yes, just yes, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I bet this past week, uh, uh, we got a, a uh, the governor's office or, or uh, the Department of Corrections released a list of five companies that have qualified to bid on prisons. You know, we're anticipating building three new prisons at the price tag of between $900 and a billion dollars, and five companies uh, qualified for it. But the weird thing was, some of the companies had never built prisons, and even weirder, there's a company in there that until Kay Ivey made her announcement, or, or DOC made their announcement, nobody had ever heard of them. Right. I mean, we should have seen this coming, <laughs> that there was going to be a little bit of hide the ball with all this prison money. I think that's what we've been yelling about on right. this show yeah. for a year now, that we, we can't sit here and say we're going to spend all this money. And some of these now we're finding out, well, this company is actually these other companies, and there's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes. I just don't understand why transparency is that difficult. Yeah. I mean, Susan, uh, there's there was no reason for this to grow any more controversial. I mean, the whole idea of building three prisons in Alabama is controversial. But to add in a group that no one's ever heard of, and until we tracked down two of its joint partners, Nobody even knew who they were. I mean, it was a red flag just reading the list of five. I mean, you got companies like the Geo Group and Corvius and Correction Consultants, and all of a sudden you got Alabama Prison Transformation Partners. That screams inside job, okay? <laughs> you start out with Alabama, boys, we're keeping it at home. We're going to make sure we do this from inside. Then you start looking back at who these people are, and then you get to the part where 
There's one of them that can't be disclosed. Even though this is public, this is a public project, should be open records, mm -hmm. because there's a clause in the contract that you can't say who it is. I mean, Josh, you know, when they released this, uh, you know, Eddie Burkhalter works with us. He called over and couldn't get any answers. <laughs> we called the governor's office. They told Al Dodd, I think, you know, they tried to get some wiggle room in here. And then all of a sudden, uh, he called, we get a tip on this, Harbert. He calls Harbert mm -hmm. International Construction, and they say reluctantly, we won't tell you who we are, but we're involved. Right, right. And then they find out that this star, uh, star Infrastructure Fund, he calls them, we get a tip on them, he calls them, they say, yeah, we're involved, but I'm not gonna tell you who I am either, yeah. basically. It smells bad, doesn't it? Why is it always like this? I don't know. Why is it always like this? I mean, why? why why can't we just put it like normal people? Why can't we just act like normal people and say, we need to build this. Here are the bids. Here are the companies that are going to do the bids. Here are the people that are involved with those companies. Let's choose the best one, build the most cost-effective prison. Because they never choose the best one. It's the one for their buddies. I, I know. I, and it's just why, but... I just don't understand why it's always got to be. I just this if the people that, if the people that do business in the state would put half as much energy behind just doing the right thing yeah. as they do trying to cheat and steal, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could be a first class state. Yeah, right but you gotta her. stick with what you're good at. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and honestly, uh, sometimes I wonder if they don't take this route just because they're too dumb to not to do you know to do it the right way. I mean, no, I just don't. I don't get. The, and then the, back to the public thing, real quick. Just yeah. real, you can't do that. That's not how the law works, all right? If you don't want to disclose your people, then get the hell out. Where's yeah. your law degree, Josh? Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> uh, you know, I play one on TV. Uh, so, of course, this is Alabama Open Records Act. Yeah, so there's no so teeth. There's no telling. But the it weird thing like to me cheese. is that if they didn't want to disclose who's involved, and we still only know two companies, that means that somebody is so toxic mm -hmm. politically that if their name was revealed, that thing would go down in flames. Can't right. imagine who that Imagine's might be. Would, would somebody involved with that group be spending some time in the prison that they're about to build? Well, we're right. very good friends with somebody yeah. who's about or, or, to spend time in a prison. When, uh, one of the people involved here may have testified in a trial regarding mm. somebody that's politically tapped the microphone the entire time. Well, and you know no, what? No. We will find out because we always <laughs> do. Yeah, we will. I, I want to move on to a, a really disturbing uh, thing. Uh, uh, a, a, a black gentleman lost his life when he was sh he was shot and killed by a Montgomery police officer. Josh, this was back in 2016, mm -hmm. and it seems like the only thing that the man did wrong was have a paint roller. <laughs> well, well, he, he really didn't have the paint roller when he was stopped. So, this is Greg Gunn. Uh, it's a Greg Gunn case a lot of people have heard of at this point, and it occurred February of 2016. He was walking through his own neighborhood, was stopped by a police officer, uh, was frisked at one point. They took off running. It, it, anyway, it ended up with him being shot five times uh, in, on, in, his, in his neighbor's front yard as he was screaming for help. Uh, so, now we're to the point to where the cop is supposed to, it, it was one of the most unique situations that you've ever heard of because the DA in Montgomery County charged him with murder, charged the police officer with murder before it went to a grand jury. The grand jury later come back with, a, with the same ruling and, and also held that he was, should be charged with murder. But now we're to the point where the Alabama court system has got involved. And there has been nothing that they have not been willing to do to give this guy, this police officer, every break in the world, including <coughs> last week when they moved, the, the Alabama Supreme Court 
ruled against all precedent that it could be moved out of Montgomery. And the judge moved it from Montgomery, a 60% black county, uh, heavily Democratic, to Dell County, which is one-fifth the size of Montgomery, 75% white, and 75% Republican. I, I mean, this sounds like home cooking at its worst. I mean, the Supreme Court made some rulings in this case that are just outrageous for them. I mean, uh, Mendelheim was the only one that seemed to voice any yeah. concern about it. Yeah, I mean, he, he came in and said, you know, listen, <coughs> this is not something that you can do. You can't hold the judge. They kicked a judge off the case yeah. as well, which is something you're well, supposed black. to do. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. It was for, for a little bit different reason than that. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they said he biased himself yeah. when, he was, when he issued a ruling that he had to issue. Okay, well, we're going to have to leave it right there. This is Montgomery politics at its best. <laughs> you're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back and see what the ALGOP is up to. Hey, I'm Jamie Johnson. When we reach the age of 18, voting becomes our civic duty. But what if it was our job? We wouldn't be so quick to call in sick or go back home if the lines were too long or just dismiss the idea altogether. Elections are also how we collectively write the song that tells our story, and voting is our solitary voice. So register to vote and go get your government-issued photo ID and add your voice to the song of Alabama. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success plus. Go for it. Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, playing the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Josh, you've been writing on this until you're probably sick of it, but... I am indeed sick of it, yes. You, we thought that some of the problems at the Alabama Democratic Party mm -hmm. were over. Mm -hmm. We thought that the uh, DNC had come in and made some demands, made some changes, and now come to find out that with all the power of the Democratic National Committee, mm -hmm. uh, they really can't do much about Nancy Worley <laughs> and Joe Reed. No, they can't. And, and 
You know, uh, in some some regards, you you wish that were different. In others, you look at it as Alabama being just a unique situation where you have a, the the leadership of the party that's actively working against the party. And you know, I don't know that any organization would be set up to guard against people working against itself that you've duly elected and uh, and people who've risen to that level of power. But that's the case here. Is that you know, I, I, and I don't know that Worley and Reed would necessarily classify themselves as working against the party, but they have their ideas, which are clearly not working uh, here, uh, and they believe those are the best ideas, and there seems to be no way to move them out of that out of that spot. The DNC has essentially done what it can to this point, which is remove their credentials right. uh, from from uh, Worley and Randy Kelly, right. vice chair. Right. Uh, but at this point, there's not a whole lot else they can do other than coerce and push and try to shame uh, Worley and the folks there to do the right thing in terms of fixing the bylaws uh, and getting this thing to the, to the right level. I mean, Beth... What's it going to take to straighten out the Alabama Democratic Party so that it actually has any residence in the state? Time. <laughs> Time. I mean, that's the only thing that people like Josh and I have on yeah. people like Nancy Worley and Joe Reed is time's on our side. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, because I think the big distinction people are saying, oh, Nancy Worley got removed. No, Nancy Worley just can't vote at the DNC now. So we still have people like Janet May who are on the DNC from Alabama, Nancy Worley and Randy Kelly just can't vote there, but she is still the chair of the Alabama Democratic Party. And I think to an extent, like Josh was saying, it's good to have that because we don't want the DNC coming in and telling us who's going to run our party and who's going to be in charge. We elect those people, but there's not a, a, a procedure in there for when what happens when the rules are written in such a way that the people in the party can't decide who runs the party. And now they're just running roughshod with it. And yeah, we have a senator to the, keep. The, the big problem, Susan, is that uh, the, the DNC says they, they've broken the rules. They've rigged the system. And, mm -hmm. and now, and, and they don't know how to get rid of Worley. There, and there's, it, it will take a lot to get through Worley. I think I was reading George's article the other day. Even if there was to be a splinter group that comes in the Democrats and say, okay, we want to go over here and we want to have mm -hmm. our own group. Worley can still be involved in that. Mm -hmm. And can yeah. still control the calendar of what comes yeah. up for a vote, including the bylaws, or not. Yeah, so that that really is what they're kind of leaning on at this point is 51% of the executive committee members coming in and saying, listen, we're going to take up this bylaws issues over here. Well, the problem is, is when they do that, when they have the meeting to take up the bylaws, she adjourns the meeting. Yeah, she, she, she tables the meeting. She's exactly. the chair of the meeting, and so she can control what comes up for a vote or what doesn't come up for well, a vote. Well, right. continue to continue yeah. to stall and mm -hmm. stall and stall, and which this, is what they've been doing all along. Right, because this is not a new, I mean, there have been splinter groups that have mm -hmm. been trying to do this. And I mean, I remember one time specifically when there's a rule that a, a bylaws change has to be in the chair's hand 10 days before the meeting. They faxed it in 12 days before. She wouldn't entertain it because she didn't pick it up off the fax machine. <laughs> I remember Until that. nine days. Who uh, would? Who uh, would? Okay. No. I want to switch parties from crazy Democrats to crazy God, Republicans. Lord. Because, you know, this past uh, week, week or so ago that the Alabama Republican Exec Party Executive Committee uh, voted to uh, ask for Ilan Omar, Representative Ilan Omar from Sorry, Minnesota, to be expelled from Congress. Now, one, they don't have any authority to do that. Right. Two, the reason they say is because she's anti-Israel and she's anti-this and anti-American, and worse than that, she's a Muslim. But I mean, bet or Susan, this is this is. I mean, they passed a resolution. Bradley Byrne, Mo Brooks. They want they want Bradley Byrne and Mo Brooks.
to, to get them thrown out of get her thrown out of yeah, like Congress. I represent the majority. Because it's another one of these issues that I just want to lay my head down on this on this uh, acrylic and just bang it because that's all they're doing. They're, they have no authority to do this. They they're not going to go up there. It's like Bradley Brown and them are going to go up there and actually make this happen. No, Brooks that's might try. The they Bradley's might try, but they're I mean, really, not. does Mo Brooks need a resolution to be more racist? <laughs> I don't think so. I you know, and the thing is, they 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 talk about how. They are anti. She's anti-Semitic and all that. And they they de never accused anybody. They've never condemned any white person no. in Alabama, especially white man. No. Uh, yeah. This is just political theater, uh, and and it really shows the kind of soft hate. Maybe even you know. I would go past well, soft hate. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean they, they've singled out. They've singled out a woman of color, uh, who is a Muslim, right, as a lightning rod here for no other reason. Then she can, they can use her as a, as this idol of fear to drive, to, to ratchet up the fear among voters in this state, and they think that that's going to get them votes, so people will stop paying attention to their awful policies that left most of the state in poverty. Well, when she, she, as they say, the young folks say, clap back at them. Uh, Roy Moore just got all irate, Susan. He just couldn't handle it that this woman dared speak oh, to him. I mean, Almost you know, really, like he'd been kicked out of the mall or something. Yeah, <laughs> I know. As if we're not embarrassed enough to have to get to, into some sort of fight with a congresswoman, you know, from here in Alabama, from Roy Moore. I mean, stop. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been embarrassing me all my life. Just please quit. <laughs> it is a carnival of pandering. Well, we have Steve like, King sitting up there. So if you want right. to talk to me about nonsense, like get yeah. Steve King, like clean your own house up yeah. and then you can come deal yeah. with well, what we're doing on yeah. our side. I mean, we don't even have to worry about that house. The, the <laughs> like, ALGOP has got enough going on themselves here. I mean, like, how many people at that party had been indicted recently? Yeah. <laughs> yeah really? At least I mean, seven really. or more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and look, it, it, again, I, there were people who voted against this, but it was a voice vote so everybody could take cover. Yeah. And again, mm. that's just a coward's way out. But I tell you what they didn't do, Josh. It was not very, it was actually, they stood up to Governor Kay Ivey and Dale Marsh because they also passed a resolution that said they wanted to keep people voting for the, the state school board instead of what uh, Marsh wanted, which was to have an appointed board. Yeah, that was a pretty easy one for him. I mean, I would say polling had showed 80, some 80% 80 of the public it was was against that little resolution yeah. to, you know, to have the state school board appointed. Well, it, 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 you know, I don't think you can ever convince people that they should vote that they don't have a vote. So. No, especially here in Alabama. We do love to vote, yeah. even though sometimes it's... Well, I won't. And, and again, we're a mutual party. We, we we hold no party sacred. We will abuse everyone in kind. <laughs> Equally. Uh, that was a good move by the Republican Party. Uh, a dumb move by the Republican Party, and an even worse move by the, the Democrats that can't get rid of work. I just, I'm so, I just love. Despite how stupid I think some of these things are coming out of the Republican Party, it's refreshing to see a party at least like voting on something and uh, taking a seat. Well, they are. All right, well, we're gonna. Organized. Yeah, yeah, my God. Well, it's, it, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll come back and look at the racist group League of the South. Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy. 
create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Hello. I'm William Wyatt Bibb, the first governor of Alabama. On December 14, 1819, Alabama became the 22nd state to enter the Union. This year, we celebrate 200 years of statehood. There is no better way to commemorate our 200th anniversary than by registering to vote and securing your government-issued photo ID. Together, let's make a difference for Alabama. Alabama politics. The Alabama political reporter uh, first reported that workers at Taylor Hardin, which mm -hmm. is a 240 bed mental facility for inmates, for people in the correctional system, uh, that that employees have said the atmosphere is unsafe for them, for the employees, that there's also racist discriminatory, discriminatory acts against women, men, people of color. Mm -hmm. Susan, we talked to some of the stakeholders, including the governor's office, and there was just a tepid response. Everybody from Governor Ivey's office to Terry Sewell's office said, well, we'll look into it. And everybody who has ever dealt with any of these folks means, ah, yeah, whatever, we'll mm -hmm. get to it when we can. They never actually look into it. This. Somebody needs to go show up at this facility. There needs to be, you know, unannounced visits to find out what's going on. We really need to take, instead of just pushing it off and say, well, this is on the mental health authority, somebody needs to step up and do something, actually go see what's going on. I mean, Beth, do we not, uh, we always hear about all our values here, do we not have a moral, a moral command to look into these people's well-being? I mean, is it not a moral thing to do? These people are in our state care. Should... It, absolutely, I was going to say, the, the, these people are in the care of the state of Alabama, and we are the state of Alabama. And so when you say it's so is the mental health department, it's this and that, we are those people. That's the way the government works. We also have a constitutional obligation to take care of these people. Whether you're mentally incapacitated, waiting in adjudication in such a way, or, wh or whatever the case may be, if you are a citizen of these United States, like you have certain constitutional rights that you will be cared for. And those are things that we're just completely, whether it's in our prisons or in Taylor Hardin, we're letting them run rampant. I mean, Taylor Hardin should be investigated uh, rigorously, I believe. But Josh, just because you have a mental illness or you have committed a crime or done something that, mm -hmm. or accused of a crime doesn't mean you lose your humanity. No, absolutely not. And, they, and you're right. Uh, both of y'all are right. It's, it's uh, it, This is something that we should investigate, but they don't give a 
damn. They've never given a damn about it. I mean, look at the prisons and the mental health issues that are taking place in there. They don't care, and they're not going to care until it becomes an issue for the public. You know, you can see that that's really the only thing that drives anybody here is when they think they may lose a significant number of votes. And so until the actual public starts caring and raises hell about this, then they're not going to. And they're just going to let it languish and let the people suffer. Uh, and because that's just the way it is, and Ivy's going to continue to say that she's going to look into this because that's her pat answer on pretty much everything. And then she'll appoint a commission. Yeah, yeah appoint a commission. And the commission commissioner will look into it yeah. for three years, I mean, and then it'll be willing to... I mean, look, well, what's happening with Let's not forget that one of the reasons that we have this mental health facility in the incarcerated in the incarcerated population is because we closed our other mental mm -hmm. health facilities, which in turn ended up these people committed right. crimes, and, and now they're back in a cycle. And, yeah. and again, uh, you know, I, I'm, this is my personal opinion. I think Governor Kay Ivey's done a great job of tackling tough issues that her predecessors have not, and this is another issue that she should tackle, mm -hmm. that her people should tackle, mm -hmm. and somebody needs to be held responsible for cleaning this mess up. I do want to move to something else. We have just a few minutes left, but yeah, I was thinking about the Ilan Omar condemnation because they said she was anti-Semitic, mm -hmm. right? That, that's mm -hmm. one of the big things, she's anti-Semitic. Well, this past week, a member of the League of the South, which is an mm -hmm. Alabama-based racist group, a neo-Confederacy group, uh, was sentenced in Charlottesville for being in the, uh, for beating a young, uh, African-American man, uh, this is a picture of it behind that. They, they had him down on the ground and beat him to a pulp. Uh, this man is going to serve two and a half, two, two plus years in prison. But Josh, I have never heard a single Republican hmm. condemn the League of the South. Also, I've heard of some of them speaking there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Matter, matter of fact, one, the state auditor yeah. currently uh, spoke uh, controversially, called him very fine people. Yeah. Which, yeah. I guess he was writing the, the uh, speech for Trump later. Uh, you know, uh, but it's on both sides. Yeah, right. family, family yeah. folks. Yeah. He, he didn't even use both sides. He was no, just talking he just, about them. He said that these racist were racist group were mm -hmm. fine people, and that when he spoke at their rally, it was like a Sunday picnic. Yeah, and it's if you read through some of their literature and some of the things that the the leader of this group has said over the years, uh, I mean, if you're worried about anti-Semitism, uh, I don't know if you could. <laughs> there, there's no more anti-Semitic <laughs> words that you could use. I mean, Susan, just a, this, this. I had to pick out a few. By Michael Hill, who's the head of this oh. this group, oh, and he, read these. he's going to uh, read them. I know. And, oh, and I just he said anti-Semitism is a white survival strategy, or if it's not, it should be. Maybe one day you'll learn, white man, before they completely destroy you and your civilization. <laughs> Michael Hill, Twitter, April fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. Now Jim Ziegler said these were fine people that he shared their their beliefs and their I'm heritage. I'm just thankful. I hope you're not going to read some of the other things that they actually talk. There's too many it's, foul words in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mm -hmm. I, I like just don't want that actually but, out there on the air because this is, I mean, uh, a, a, a follower of ours was bringing it up to me the other day that she didn't realize that we still had this in, the, in here in Alabama. Well, we it's alive and well. writing in I know, I know, but people are ignoring it. And as long as you ignore it, it's going to continue I mean, to fester. I mean, I would like to see Terry Lathan and some of these people come out and, and counter Jim Ziegler, who's called them very, very good people. He said he understands their beliefs. They haven't acted on them yet. He said he supports them because they support our heritage. No, this, is the, this is the sort of passive acceptance 
that has taken place mm -hmm. within the Republican Party yeah. at large, and not just in Alabama, but all over the country, where they have kind of coddled people like this and not condemned them outright right. because they would like to have their vote. That's right. right. And, and, and they, let, they let it grow and grow. Mm -hmm. By ignoring it, they let it grow, they yeah. let it get stronger. Well, they foster it. Let me just read okay. this last one. The Jew is filling up his cup of wrath to the very top, waiting for his day of divine judgment. He now occupies the sacred and at the same time the most profane and accused ground on earth, Golgotha, Calvary, the place where they murdered the Son of God himself. They was, will pay. He was a Jew, by the way. They will pay. <laughs> yes, he was. Michael Hill, Twitter, 2018. Anyway, we're going to have to leave it right there. The Jesus Republican Party Christ. should stand up to the racist oh in its own ranks and around the state. Amen. You can catch The V on podcast wherever you get yours every week. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.